Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another edition of the Steelers Fix Podcast. My name is Jeremy Betts, joined as always by my good pal, Andrew Wilbar. Andrew, uh, the draft season is officially upon us. The Senior Bowl is over. We're going to dive into Senior Bowl winners and losers uh, at some point in the show. Uh, but first, Andrew, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. The draft starts in Mobile. I mean, this is when the hype really gets going. We're you know we're a month away from knowing what happens at the Combine. And you have the NFL season officially beginning with free agency and everything. We're talking about all the stuff. This is Super Bowl week, too. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's happening right now. And it's exciting. And, uh, you know, while two teams are still duking it out for the crown of 2023, uh, the other 30 teams are beginning their quest to duke it out for the crown of 2024. And it starts with the offseason prep, obviously the draft. Uh, Mike Tomlin issued his famous line in his closing press conference um, saying that uh, it kind of it made his stomach churn thinking about having to go to Mobile. And you understand that from the perspective that he wants to be coaching in the playoffs and wants to have a chance at a championship. But uh, once he's there, you you can he loves it. You can tell. And that's when it gets down to business for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, at the Senior Bowl. It was a great week. There were a lot of guys who stepped up. Um, I think a lot of storylines coming out of the senior bowl. Um, uh, we were talking before the show. We don't think anybody absolutely killed their draft stock um, in this week and in this game. Uh, nobody kind of stood out as exceptionally, exceptionally bad to where they're, they're going to go from a, a first round pick to a fourth round pick uh, just like that. Uh, but there were some risers, some guys who did wonders for their draft stock, I think, and we can dive into those guys. But before we do that, Let's just talk a little bit about the Steelers coaching moves that they've made. Uh, and at the risk of not being current, let's just stay um, since we're recording this the night before it's actually going to be put out there. Let's just talk about Frisman Jackson, who uh, was uh, let go. Uh, he, or I guess the team decided not to pick up his contract um, and, and resign him. So Frisman Jackson, there was a lot of stuff happening in the wide receiver room this, this last year with, attitudes and and uh, nobody wanting to try uh, when their name wasn't being called. And uh, there was some speculation that that had a part to do with it. Maybe the Steelers are just looking to add somebody else there, somebody with a little bit fresher perspective on the wide receiver position. Uh, who knows? But Andrew, I know uh, Jackson wasn't high on your list, I guess, of guys that you would want to get rid of. So uh, what do you think of this move? I think it was a smart decision. Jackson, the Steelers have the same recurring issues at wide receiver, and the issues never seemed to get resolved as the season went on. I guess you could argue that Deontay Johnson's drops issues have 
I guess gotten better. I wouldn't say that that is because of Frisman Jackson. Uh, George Pickens, you could say he's become a little bit more complete as a route runner. I think that's valid. Uh, but the fact that there is so much drama in that wide receiver room shows that there could be a lack of leadership. And yes, that all yeah. stems from the head coach. I understand all that. Uh, but there does th- there is something that has to do with just a, a lack of general care and physicality. And that all stems from leadership as well. Because when the leader is respected and he and he's known he is that guy in that room that is laying down the orders, the guys are going to play for him. And you got to question the effort of both Deontay Johnson and George Pickens this year. I'm, I'm not saying that Frisman Jackson is necessarily a bad wide receivers coach, but we didn't yeah. see any receiver become this elite, elite option. And with the talent he had, I would say he is me- just mediocre at best. Like we've talked about even last week, there's a lot of good options out there. I know that I like uh, Hankton. Uh, you had other guys that you mentioned. Heinz Ward obviously would be a name yeah. Steelers fans would love. Uh, there's a lot of good options out there. The Steelers, this is an opportunity for the Steelers to upgrade. I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, me too. And um, I'm trying to pull it up now. Um, one of the guys that the Steelers were looking at, uh, as far as the passing game coordinator position, uh, was a wide receiver coach, I believe. And so, you know, that stands to to reason that the Steelers might be looking to to bring in a guy who – uh, has has some of that passing game prowess, if you will, as a as a as a whole, and maybe could coach the wide receivers too. Um, let's see here. I've got it. Let's see, uh, Azani, I think is his name. Um, <laughs> oh, Zach Azani, that's right. A uh, New York yeah. Jets wide receivers coach, Zach Azani. He's got some hype as a, a guy who could potentially come in it and kind of direct the passing game. And you like what he did with the receivers there in New York. I think quarterback play is really what uh, let them down. But, um, you know, Elijah Moore showed a lot of promise there uh, early on. And then uh, obviously Garrett Wilson is, is a dude at wide receiver. He's a really good player and has uh, looked very good despite poor quarterback play. So the guy with some pull in that regard, um, something to keep an eye on there. That was the report from, uh, let's see. That was the report from Noah Strackbine with all Steelers uh, was that they showed interest in uh, Azani there. So uh, something to keep an eye on. I I just think that when you're talking about um, uh, coaches, that if the status quo was below the line, then it's a very easy decision to move on. And I think that the Steelers kind of felt that way at parts of their offenses that the status quo was below the line. And that's why I think they're not done making moves on the offensive side of the ball either. Um, They're going to bring in this passing game coordinator type role. I think it would be best in the quarterback coach role, honestly. Um, And I think that you need to part ways with Mike Sullivan personally, but that's just, you know, how, how you build a roster and and build a coaching staff is that if, if you're not, if you're not elevating the play of the guys in your room, then we, you need to be replaced. And so um, that was obviously how it w- the feel was. And maybe it was more of, you know, we're, we're just going to mutually agree to, to part ways here because your contract's up and we don't want to renew it. Maybe that was how it went down too. But uh, it does seem like the Steelers um, are serious about improving on offense. And that has to be a good sight for Steelers fans, even if you don't necessarily love the guys that they end up bringing in, at least – they're trying and at least they recognize the issue. And we just have to remember, we're not, we're not part of the coaching staff. We're not part of the front office. They know better than we do. So let's, uh, let's all remember that a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andrew. So we're going to go ahead and take our break. Um, that's really all the Steelers news we have right now, as far as the current happenings uh, is those coaching decisions. So let's, let's move on and let's, talk through through the uh, senior bowl we'll go ahead and take our break here and when we come back it's all senior bowl talk here on the steel curtain networks steelers fix podcast don't go anywhere we'll be right back okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch-ch-ch-chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Worst looking man you've ever seen. And there I am on the subway train. We're back here on the Steelers Fix podcast. It's Jeremy Benson. It's Andrew Wilbar here with you. We're going to talk some senior bowl. We're going to get down into this thing, Andrew. And I just want to open it up to you first here. Um, we're, we were going to kind of do this as a winners and losers style. So we'll kind of keep that in the fourth forefront. But was there like a, a big winner uh, of the week here for you? Doesn't have to be a specific player. It can be a position group. It can be um, a, a certain NFL team, even maybe based on. Uh, what we saw at the senior bowl, what, what's your like general takeaway from a positive side here from the senior bowl? I'm actually, I don't, I'm not saying this just because of the Steelers podcast, but I really think the Steelers could have come away as yeah. winners from Absolutely. the senior bowl. You look at the positions the Steelers are targeting in early in this draft. You're talking about center. You're talking about offensive tackle, potentially linebacker. I know there weren't a bunch of standout linebackers, but the, the group in general, it was just one of the weaker groups at the senior bowl this year. So the expectations have to be somewhat limited. Um, defensive line, especially with the uncertainty surrounding Cameron Hayward. What are the Steelers going to do there? We saw some guys stand out. We're going to yes. get into some of them later. The secondary, the Steelers have to find some corners that there was a decent crop this year. There's, there's a, there may not be an elite, elite top 10, top five pick corner, but there's a lot of really good corners, one of which we're going to get into later. It may shock you where I have him ranked, um, but I know he's one of my biggest risers, and uh, I'm excited to talk about him later. But, the, yeah, you look at all the positions the Steelers really need, there were players yeah. in that position who stood out significantly, and Mike Tomlin, he got a he got a good, good look at some of these guys. Yes, I 100% agree with you. And um, I think that the beautiful thing about it, too, is it kind of falls in a decent order as far as where these guys are expected to go in the draft as well. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, I think you've got a lot of upper tier high end offensive tackle talents, especially on the right side. I mean, there's four or five guys that have first round consideration at right tackle. And to me that that's plenty of guys. You're going to be able to get one of those guys. If you want one in the first round at 20, Yep. um, and, and then you move on to the center position, which is another huge area of need for the Steelers. I mean, uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's a 
it might be the biggest need on the team, honestly. Uh, so you can consider that. But when you look at some of the guys there, um, you've got obviously Jackson Powers Johnson, and we can talk about him a little bit later too. Um, you've got Zach Frazier, who didn't participate this week, but actually might have improved his draft stock just by being there and actually moving <laughs> on the field. Yeah. Teams were like, oh, hey, man, this guy is ahead of schedule. He looks good. Um, he's he's going to be a guy to, to watch there. Uh, you still got our guy that we've talked about a lot, Cedric Van Praan, who wasn't there, but um, you know he's kind of he's kind of flying under the radar here, and th- that's a potential first round talent right there. Yeah, you've got, I mean, a guy that n- not a lot of people are talking about is Graham Barton, the offensive guard center from Duke, who many project his best position to be center at the next level. And he's a potential early day two pick make maybe could fall as other positions that have higher values to them go. I think the Steelers find themselves in a fantastic position Mm -hmm. this off season with what their needs are and what is present and available in this draft class. You have to be excited if you're Pittsburgh and, and uh, if you're dedicated to building the trenches and then cornerback, obviously you're going to have guys that range everywhere. Um, but there's some guys to, to watch safety as well. Linebacker. Um, we'll get to one of my favorite players in, in the draft a little bit later here as well, but I 100% agree with you. And that was going to be my major takeaway too, is that the Steelers are actually in really good shape with yep. this draft class, with the needs that they have. It's not like they need, um, let's see. It's not like they need tight end. a tight end. Yeah. A tight end. Exactly. And there's like one good one, <laughs> maybe <Yep>. two. <laughs> so, uh, that is, uh, a, a blessing uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you're them, you, you got to c- count that amongst your blessings going into the off season. Uh, Andrew, how about maybe uh, a negative here? What's kind of your overall negative takeaway? Uh, maybe a position, a player or uh, a team potentially um, that, that you'd like to talk about coming away from the senior bowl. Since we mentioned it, I'm just going to say the tight end position. You are hoping that you would find, maybe a couple guys that would just stand out above the rest. There was one guy that I thought had a really good week in those EO Johnson from Penn state. He had a really solid week. His measurements were good. He's six, five, six, six, two fifty seven. He can block. He can do a little bit of everything. I think he's going to be in the conversation for that tight end two spot with Texas tight end. You have Florida state's tight end. You have some guys up there, but all of them, they're good at certain things, but they don't have the completeness that Theo Johnson has. You know, his production was a little bit inconsistent, but when you're just translating, I mean, stats don't always translate to the NFL. And I think that's yeah. something that's going to, people are going to have to just play into factor when you look at Theo Johnson. The fact that he's ahead of schedule compared to the other guys as it pertains to blocking and doing some of the dirty work as well, I think that's going to bode him well in the process. If he runs a good 40 and tests well at the combine, I think you're looking at him as a day two pick because there just aren't that many tight ends to choose from. There's still several teams out there that would really, that are still looking for that guy that can just be a big red zone weapon. But other than that, tight ends awful. Yeah. Tight ends. Not, not a huge fan. I would say the inside linebacker group didn't stand out to me, um, Mm -hmm. but uh, that was, you know, more or less the, the, the guys that were there, I think they they didn't have Mm -hmm. really a good crop of the high end talent there. Uh, at yeah. inside linebacker. So, so I'm going to pivot a little bit and say my biggest overall um, takeaway on the negative side, more or less was the quarterbacks behind the consensus top three. And we were talking about it pre-show as well. Um, it, it just uh, Bo Nix, Michael Penix jr. Yeah. They have their flashes, but really they're, they're just too inconsistent and they each have pretty significant flaws in their game that, look like will be they will be tough to overcome at the NFL level. I mean, Penix for one is I, I just think he's so stiff, Andrew. I don't know what it is about his play style, but uh, obviously he's he's injury prone. Um he reminds me maybe it's just cuz he lefty, but it, he reminds me of Tua in that he just kind of looks statuesque back there and doesn't really play to the athleticism that he he could probably play to just in his play style. And then Bo Nix just inconsistent. I think if anything, um, guys like uh, Spencer Rattler and uh, the kid from kid from Florida state, Travis uh, Jordan, Travis, you know, those guys actually <laughs> may have shown that they're not too far off from that. What was considered a, a pretty consensus second tier of quarterbacks there. Those guys are a little bit closer to each other than might have been previously 
uh, considered. And I think that bodes well for a guy like Spencer Rattler, who looked actually pretty good at the senior bowl. And he's, he's one of those guys that is going to look good in that type of environment though. You have to consider that as well. Cause he does have pretty good arm talent and he's a, he's a high profile prospect. I mean, uh, he's a, he's a former five-star recruit. I mean, he's, he's got a lot going for him in this, that type of environment, an all-star type of environment from the college level. We'll see how it translates if it translates to the NFL. But I just think uh, outside of those top three guys at quarterback, you got to be wringing your hands a little bit. If you need a quarterback this off season and, and you want one in the draft and you're not going to be able to go up and get one of those top three, it just feels like, Ooh, do we really want to spend pick number 23 on Bo Nix? Do we really want to do that? I don't know. I don't know if we, we want to do that. So that's kind of my takeaway about the quarterback class. I don't know if you wanted to say anything about the quarterback. Yeah, I agree. Rattler had a really good week. Knicks, he had a good day, had a couple bad days. Didn't really do a whole lot to move the needle. Penix, I agree. I don't know if, it, if it's the injuries have gotten to him to a point where it's just it's affecting him mentally, or maybe it's just trauma from the national championship game and just what had happened in the downfall there. I, I really don't know, but Michael Penix... He he finished the week better than what he started. I will give him that. He improved yeah. as the week went on. And that is something you want to see. I don't like to give too I don't like to put too much into senior bowl and combine for quarterbacks. You really just want to rely on the tape. But it, we, there were already concerns with Penix with his injury history. And I think when you have someone who has as big of an injury history as Penix has, you get to a point where Everything that could be a negative, teams will use as a negative because they're going to try to find ways to talk themselves out of the pick. Usually it's not that way with quarterbacks. But with a guy like Penix, I think you're going to have teams that are going to be like, yeah, I, I don't have a great feeling about this guy. And yeah, the, here's another reason why we shouldn't draft him. They'll, they're, they're not Now they're not looking for reasons why we should draft him. They're looking for a reason why we should go with somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I look back, too, at a guy like Joe Milton and for – it's kind of interesting to me. This is the time of the year where you thought if you're a Joe Milton fan, as I have been, where you'd start to hear that buzz about this guy, you know, and, and I know it's early in the process, but still at the senior bowl, you, we should have been hearing buzz about man that no, I, I've never seen an arm like that, man. I've, I've never seen a guy with that size um, with that quick of a release. You know, some of the things we did see on tape and it's like, those are the types of things we should have seen, but instead it was more like, uh, I just don't know. He kind of sprays the ball everywhere. He doesn't really know what he's looking at. You know, if anything, that was what was coming out of mobile for him. Um, I think testing day for him is going to be huge. He's a guy that I think should run at the combine. I know a lot of these running yes. quarterbacks don't do that because they're like, I'm a quarterback. I don't want people getting it in the wrong idea. He absolutely should run at the combine because yes. He needs to just put everything out there for these scouts. Otherwise, he's going to find himself undrafted, and you know, uh, you know, trying to be or being a priority free agent really uh, in the undrafted portion of guys. But um, you know, uh, I would love to see him improve between now uh, pro day, obviously the combine. Those are going to be huge for him. Um, that that pro day buzz. If you don't see buzz coming out of pro day. This is a guy whose draft stock is is collapsing, and that's the opposite of what we thought even just a couple weeks ago in anticipation of the Senior Bowl and what he was going to be able to potentially put on display um, to start the early draft process. So that's something I'm considering here as well. All right, uh, Andrew, let's let's focus in on those offensive linemen. We talked a little bit about them. Uh, give me one or two guys that stood out to you in a positive way. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you can go chalk with the – Jackson Powers Johnson, you can go whatever you want to. Uh, there, I, just give us your perspective on some of the best performances from the offensive linemen. I'm going to start with the other chalk answer, tackle, and that'd be Talisa Fuaga. Because uh, yeah. you, you always have the guys that are projected to be first in this game, but they don't always live up to expectations. We give all the hype to the guys that are rising and could now be first-round picks. Let's give credit to the guy who was supposed to be a first-round pick and only cemented that with his performance. Yes. He measured in with over 33-inch arms, which was a big thing for him. 
332 pounds. He moved well. And I mean, no one wants to mess with his power. He is so nasty in the run game. He just, he, I think he proved that he can stay at left, at right tackle, excuse me. I think he's going to play right tackle in the NFL. You don't have to move him inside if you need to. He may have that versatility. But if you can play him at tackle, why would you try to move him inside to guard is my question. Uh, yep. He's playing, uh, he played fantastic this past season at Oregon State. And, you know, there's so much to like about this guy's game. I don't know if the Steelers will look that way in the first, uh, but it's on I would consider strongly. I think he'd be a really good fit for what the Steelers are trying to do on the offensive line. Uh, Tyler Guyton is another guy yes. who's in that first-round mix. He played really well. Um, and the center, the center's thing is interesting because with Powers Johnson, another guy, huge guy, but moves really well. Uh, sometimes you had to question when you watch on tape, you know, he is a little bit imbalanced, his footwork, you know, how is he proportioning his weight? Uh, you know, you had some minor questions about that. And then he goes and plays against strong competition all week and dominates. So you have yeah. to question, you know, you can't allow that to override the tape. But at the same time, you know, do you see him now as a first round pick? Like, I still have Cedric Van Praan as my number one center because I believe, you know, mm -hmm. I like what I have seen out of him. But that's not to say that I dislike any other centers in this class. Jackson yeah. Powers Johnson proved a lot this week. I wasn't on board with him until this week. And now I'm like, OK, I need to go and give this guy a second evaluation. Mm -hmm. He played really well. He's got the power. I mean, how can you not be appealed by a 330 pound center that moves like he does? Yes. And. You had mentioned Zach Frazier, the fact that he moved well. He's not the typical Steelers athletic center uh, that we've become accustomed to and kind of gotten spoiled with, but he is solid. He is, he is just rock solid. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to be exactly what Mason Cole was. He's not going to be, you know, exactly that they're two different types of players, but if you're talking about just projection for career, maybe peak Mason Cole, when Mason Cole was at his best, I think that's a type of guy you get maybe in Zach Frazier as a rookie, if he's fully healthy. Uh, yeah. So it, it's one you would consider not in the first round, but on day two, if you miss out on Van Praan and Power Johnson, maybe they go early second and the Steelers don't trade up. Uh, but options. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just looking back. Some of the guys uh, that stood out, Javion Cohen was a guy, uh, Christian yep. Haynes. He doesn't have the length, and that's a big concern for me at guard because I think of a guy like Will Hernandez. took him a while to get his feet off the ground in the NFL uh, because that lack of length, it really hurt him. I, but I, you know, There's a lot of similarities in uh, Will Hernandez and Christian Haynes. The power they have, the, the stability they have, they're, they're so strong in the lower body. And when in those short-yarded situations, when you need to get those couple yards, it's, like, it's impossible just in a gap scheme. He's going to move you off the ball at least a yard or two. And uh, that's what's going to excite teams, especially teams that run a power system. I think Haynes would be a yeah. great fit for a team like Cleveland, you know, yeah. the team that could afford to bolster some depth. Uh, but one other guy, Jeremy, and this is my last guy I'm going to mention, Dominic Puny. Dominic Puny. This guy oh, yeah. proved a lot. And I didn't, I wasn't super familiar with him this week, but his feet, he moved well for, again, another big guy. We're seeing these big linemen this year that are coming yeah. out. You got a bunch of 320, 330-pound tackles. I think Puny probably was the biggest riser of these guys. We're talking about a lot of these guys that were already early-round picks. Puny, I had a day three grade on coming into this week. But after this, I don't see how he gets out of day two. Some people are talking, oh, maybe he could slip into round one. I don't see that happening. There's just too much other talent. Yeah. But you're talking about a guy who could come in and be a day one starter at tackle. He's got experience. He can do a little bit of everything. Uh, he He's not a liability in pass protection, but he's also proven that he can run block at a high level. And you know, this week, I mean, he, he, he was faced with a lot of speed rushers uh, in practice. And I was surprised that he held up well. He bend, he he showed more bend in his frame. He wasn't stiff. There's a lot to like about Dominic Pooney. I think he's a guy that could be a top 50 pick. I like it. Good stuff. Uh, I wanted to mention um, uh, Jackson Powers Johnson just because he moves so well. I mean, yeah. he literally glides. He looks like a, um, I don't know if you, like it, how you would imagine a ghost moving across <laughs> across an open field. He just kind of moves like that. He just glides all over the place. And for a big dude too, um, he's, uh, he's built well. He's just a powerful, powerful guy. And he's not really in the mold of a Steelers center either. Um, but he is just a different animal as far as a guy that size who can move and, and who can move people. Uh, too. So I think the Steelers are going to be very, very high on him. Uh, but the, the tackle I wanted to talk about was actually uh, the, the kid from Houston, uh, Patrick Paul, who um, 
actually looks really good. Um, he is another one of these just massive framed offensive tackles, and uh, he, he's not as refined as some of the, the true first-round guys uh, like a Tyler Guyton. He's not as refined as that, but uh, he definitely has that same upside. And he could be a guy if the Steelers do go center in the first round or they do go cornerback, say, in the first round. He is a guy that could be a day two option uh, for them or in the second round. Uh, I could see him going in that second round somewhere in that 50, a 60 range. He kind of feels like a prospect who would settle into there. Um, I just I like what what I saw out of him this weekend and or this last weekend. It, it was it was good stuff. And um you know, some of the other guys you mentioned, they do jump out at you. I, I just think that uh, the other thing we have to consider here is uh, senior bowl week is trenches week. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's these, these guys in the trenches in their one-on-ones. Um, the other thing would be wide receiver versus cornerbacks. You know, those are the guys that you can really get a beat on how they're going to do um, throughout the, the pre-draft process. It really helps their, their stock. Let's move on to some of those wide receivers and cornerbacks. Andrew, I don't know. You can go either direction with this, uh, maybe a wide receiver or a cornerback that stood out to you in a good way. Um, maybe give us a couple guys to, to look at uh, from those skill position groups. One guy that's not going to be a high pick, but a guy that I thought had a solid week for himself, not the best athlete in the world, but a guy I wasn't really even familiar with, but he, he played well was uh, uh, Rosamie Jack Saint, uh, Marcus yeah. Rosamie Jack Saint from Georgia. He had some key catches in the practices and the scrimmages. Each day you found him finding a way to get open. Um, that's always, you know, that's, that's always a big thing. I, Roman Wilson is another guy, uh, who found his way open. Yes. There are a lot of underneath receivers this year. The big guys on the outside didn't do a bunch. I mean, Brendan Rice had a solid week for himself. You had a couple guys out there, uh, but with Leggett being down, some of the guys from yeah. the American team really stepped up throughout the week in practices. And one of the guys was obviously Rosamie Saint, not to leave out Lad McConkie. I mean, just so so dependable he's gonna catch the ball and he's gonna get open he's he's just like he's kind of like a julian edelman type wide receiver he's not he's my yeah that's my comp for him is julian edelman exactly he he is that type receiver so in other words if bill belichick was still in new england he'd be an automatic <laughs> taken to new england Patriot. now instead he's gonna end up in la probably with yeah. sean mcveigh i don't know but we'll see. Uh, those are two guys from the American team that did. And while we're on, since I was just primarily, since I kind of had it split American and national, uh, a yeah. defensive back uh, that, a defensive back that specifically I thought had a really good week and wasn't talked a whole lot about was Bo Braid from Maryland. He had some okay. solid reps. He has some versatility. I think he can play man and zone. Um, he's not ex the most experienced corner, uh, but I really think that, uh, in, in time, he's going to find out a role for himself in the NFL, whether that be on special teams or as a, a corner. He's one of those guys that, you know, is kind of flown under the radar, but I think is going to have a really good NFL career. Absolutely. I want to talk a little bit about a guy who I, I thought actually hurt his draft stock. Maybe one of the few who actually hurt his draft stock this week. And that's uh cornerback, Kalen King from Penn yeah. state, um, Joey Porter jr's uh, teammate uh, at Penn mm -hmm. state. I, I don't know what it was, but he just looked flat-footed every practice. Uh, wide receivers were running by him uh, with ease, and it's almost like he was stuck in mud at times. And, uh, you know, that could just be dude had a bad week. Maybe he wasn't feeling well. We don't know all the details there, but just his performance on the field, it, it didn't match up with, you know, some of the stuff we saw on tape. And I know scouts are going to go back to that tape, and they're going to be like, well, this is what he could do, you know, but as far as a, a guy who there were expectations of what you're going to look like when you come to a, a venue like the senior bowl and then to not even come close to that expectation, uh, I thought was a big deal for him. And it, it may end up helping a team, honestly, if he is the player more like we saw on tape than what we saw at the senior bowl, he's going to fall down the, the board a little bit here. Maybe a team still ends up with a, a future CB one that they're going to get a little bit later in the draft because uh, he didn't have the off season or the, the draft lead up process that he wanted, but, uh, and it's still early. Uh, we got to remember that, but just coming out of that, I thought he was maybe the one guy who really kind of hurt his draft stock a little bit at the cornerback position. Uh, obviously uh, Quinion Mitchell is going to get a lot of hype off out of this 
Uh, he's he's a Steeler fit to me, uh, a Mac guy. You know, Tomlin likes his Mac uh, players, and he's got the size, the speed, the aggressiveness that you like to see, and uh, the attitude as well, I think, is a good fit. And um, I'm not as high on the Steelers potentially taking a cornerback in round one as maybe some are. I think that they can address that other ways uh, now that they have the guy at corner in Joey Porter Jr. Let's not forget Corey Trice is still on this roster. Let's not forget that um, they're going to be able to create some cap space and go go after some corners in uh, free agency. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's as high a priority on their draft list as maybe some are, are saying. So uh, I just kind of keep that in mind. And then really some of the best corners weren't even here uh, at the Senior Bowl. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that. Uh, guys like um, Nate Wiggins, who I'm pretty high on out of Clemson. Go ahead. Let, let me let me ask you, Jeremy, who is out of all the guys? I mean, there's a bunch of guys at the top of corner. I mean, you got uh, DeGene, you got Wiggins, you got Arnold, Laster, all these guys. Who's your number one corner right now? Um, right now it's between right now it's between Arnold and Wiggins personally. I, I really like Wiggins, um, from Clemson. I, I think he's, mm-hmm. I think he's underrated in this draft process because he, he wasn't highlighted as much on, on his team. Uh, the Clemson didn't get a lot of coverage this year because they weren't as good. And so I, I don't think he's getting a lot of the, the looks that maybe some like the kids from Alabama are, but I think he's a really good overall player, very solid player. Um, he might not be as explosive as some of these other guys, but um, th- those are my two cor- cornerbacks that I think have the most well-rounded games is, is Terry and Arnold and, and Nate Wiggins. Here's my bold take for today. As of February 6th, 2024, in my opinion, Kenyon Quinion Mitchell is the best cornerback in this draft. I, I, I wouldn't, think he, I wouldn't disagree with that too much. I yeah. think there's a legitimate chance he goes top 15, top 20, and could be the first corner off the board. He has checked every box athletically on tape. You watch the tape. He's versatile. He's physical. He can play. I think he's best in man, but he has the hips. He can play zone. He's got the instincts. This guy's got it all. I'm not saying he's to the level of a JPJ last year or anything like that, but this guy, I, I'm going to have a first-round grade unless he does something severely wrong. I really like him uh, overall going forward. Yeah, and he he's a name that I had not given much credence to at all, and probably just because of where he played. I mean, mm-hmm. that's you're not going to look at a guy like that and, and say uh, just on the surface that he's a, a top mm-hmm. three or four corner in, in a loaded class of SEC and ACC guys, you know, that are, that are playing well. So... Uh, I I have cooled, no pun intended, on Kool Aid McKinstry <laughs> a little bit. Um, you know, there's, I I think Mitchell obviously jumps those guys in my opinion. Um, uh, definitely Kalen King after this week. Uh, you know, there's there's going to be, uh, there's going to be he's going to have to resurrect his draft stock for sure. <laughs> but yeah. going back to uh, Quinion Mitchell, just real quick, um, I thought it was extremely extremely. Uh, important for um, for Mitchell that Mike Tomlin went up to him and said, I want to see you on Rome Wilson. I want to see you one-on-one in that. And uh, if you read uh, Mike DeFabo's article on The Athletic about the, the Senior Bowl, he mentioned specifically that Mike Tomlin said, you need to, you need to single out Rome Wilson because he's, he's killing everybody. And we want best on best here at the Senior Bowl. And he held his own against a guy who was just running routes, uh, running circles around these other defensive backs. Um, and so that's going to be, that's huge for his stock. And when a guy like Tomlin um, notices you, uh, that can put you on the radar just as much mm-hmm. as anything a scout says as well across the NFL spectrum too, for a guy who um, not just handles defense, but was a former DB coach, um, a guy who's well-respected in that, on that side of the ball. Uh, that's a big deal for, for Quinion Mitchell. I could um, also bode well for, Roman Wilson as well. Yes. I was going to say, talk about your guy, Roman Wilson, because uh, he's a guy who's been overlooked in this draft process because of some of the big names at wide receiver. But I mean, this is a guy, he's not, a, he's not small. I mean, he's, no. he's not big either, but he's kind of got that all round receiver vibe that he just feels like the, the guy who's going to go at the back end of the first round or, or the early part of the second round that by the end of a uh, year one, everybody's like, why wasn't this guy in the top? Uh, 15 conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I I think the lack of production and just the inconsistency that we saw in college, not because of him, but just because of the offensive system, is probably going to keep him down on boards. I, I think he's going to tear up the combine. I think he's going to run in the four threes. I think he's going to run a low four three. He has wheels. The man is so fast in the open field. He's not the most physical receiver. Um, at the point of attack, he's not going to help you a whole lot as a run blocker. I think th- maybe with coaching, you could get a little bit more out of him in that area. Uh, but I mean, you saw him even in the semifinals against Alabama, just tight roping. Um, and yeah. you know, going where I, I mean, the man is going whether you cross the field, he's got body control on the sideline. Uh, he's a guy that was severely underused at Michigan, and I don't complain about it because Michigan didn't need him to do a whole lot. So I'm I'm cool with the way how everything worked out. But for Roman Wilson, I there's too many good receivers in the first round to say he's going to go first. I think if he tests well at the combine, like I think I could see him going second round, uh, but I don't think he avoids day three without doing something severely wrong. He's, he's done a lot to at least boost the floor of his draft stock. Whereas coming into this event, you're talking, you know, maybe he's a fourth rounder just because of the depth of the class. I think, I think he made a case for himself this week by being by all means, the best receiver really at the senior bowl. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And you know who, he reminds me of, we just talked about him a little bit earlier in the show too. It's another Wilson. He, he reminds me of Garrett Wilson. That's exactly who he reminds me of. Maybe a little faster. Um, uh, they're basically the same exact size, six foot, 190, 200 pounds. Maybe they're, Mm -hmm. they're explosive off the line of scrimmage. Like for, for Rome Wilson, especially at the senior bowl, when you watch some of those, um, some of those reps, he won, within the first half second of the route because he's just so quick and so smart off the line of scrimmage. And so that's kind of the guy that he reminds me of. He's not getting the pop of that guy. And I think it's because you've got the uh, Marvin Harrison juniors and the Malik neighbors and the Roma Dunzes of the world in this draft. I think in, in another draft class, he would be uh, considered a, a first round lock um, at wide receiver. It's just such a deep class kind of to your point there our team's going to kind of leave wide receiver alone for a little bit longer while they pursue other positions uh, they could easily do that and still land a guy like Rome Wilson in the second round uh, with a lot of a lot of potential let's kind of wrap yeah. this up Andrew with maybe a, a couple guys that stood out to you maybe defensive line prospects uh linebacker and then I've got a question for you before we close out the show give me just a couple names on the defensive line and uh well, middle of the defense, if you will, maybe even safety. What do, what do you got? The guy I've got to mention just because of the impact for the Steelers is Charles Robinson from Missouri. Okay. Yeah. This guy is a man. He 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 totally transformed <laughs> his body. He dropped yeah. a bunch of weight. I mean, he was an interior defensive lineman. They kicked him out to edge this past year uh, or 4-3 defensive end for Missouri, but he was still playing at 285 pounds. He was he had a good production. Now, I know that there's a there's a lot of talent on that Missouri defensive line. Uh, all things considered, they had a really good defense this past season. But uh, when you look at Robinson overall, and you look at the mold the Steelers like with their three four defensive ends, their five techs is that yep. six foot five frame. I know that you don't want to play with a guy's weight too much, but if you bring that weight back up, not maybe quite to where he was, but you put it back in that maybe 300, 305 pound range. There's not that many guys, and we've talked about this before. There's not a whole lot of guys in this class. If the Steelers want to replace Cam Hayward, it's going to be a totally different type of guy. Unless you get a guy like Charles Robinson, he's played his way into the first round at this point because there is a lack of depth at defensive line. So you, they're getting, the ones that are good are going to go early. And teams may wait on wide receiver if you're in the back end of the first round. We may see a lower quantity of wide receivers go just because, well, we can get a Roman Wilson in the second round. We don't have to, you know, take the guy that we don't have to take maybe a Troy Franklin who may go a little bit higher. We have an identical grade on him. You know, why not just wait and get our Charles Robinson? I think yeah. two teams that are going to look at him. And I believe Jordan Reed mentioned this as well as Baltimore and Pittsburgh, because this is the type of guy that those teams like he's long. He's athletic. Yeah. This makes a lot of sense. I don't know what I'm going to do for mock 2.0 yet, but he is a name I'm going to strongly consider for the Steelers in the first round because he's played himself into that area of the draft and if the Steelers believe that he is all that he's capable of being uh, then you have to consider especially if Cameron Hayward decides to walk away and really regardless whether he decides to walk away or not 
you have to get that succession plan in place. And if you think you can get one of these centers, if you're okay with whatever center drops to day two, you get that on day two with maybe another lineman and free agency. You know, I could see the Steelers going this direction. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, he was explosive, man. He was he was mm. moving everybody. <laughs> he yep. was awesome. Awesome to watch. So, yeah, he fits that mold very well. Uh very very well. So, uh the the one kid I wanted to mention um on the defensive line was Braden Fisk. I I yeah. thought he's had a really under had a really underrated season uh for Florida State um as a leader of that defense and just as a playmaker too. I mean, honestly, a uh, a good playmaker for the role he was asked to, to play and then he got to the senior bowl and I thought he had some really good reps. I thought he had a really good game. I thought he played well um, overall throughout the, the senior bowl process. So he's a guy that would be on my list of guys, maybe in the third round. Um, if he falls that far, that could be uh, on the Steelers radar. Um, I know uh, Mike Tomlin spent a lot of time with Michael Hall uh, junior from Ohio state. I don't like that fit. He just seems like another DeMarvin Leal to me. 280 yeah. pounds. I mean, it just doesn't, uh, it doesn't fit quite right uh, with my mold of what the Steelers want to do on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were a four, three and, and you could put them out at four, three D end, uh, you know, a little bit more, that would make some more sense, but um, not at 280 pounds uh, at the defensive uh, interior and a three tech. I, I just don't like that look uh, at his weight personally, but uh, Braden Fisk stood out to me. And so I wanted to jump off of there and say, uh, or, and go into my draft crush so far, which is James Williams, the safety slash linebacker from Miami who ran with the inside linebackers this week, because get this listed at six foot five and 218 pounds all season for the Miami hurricanes. He showed up to mobile six foot five and all of 230 pounds. And he looked good in 230 pounds. This is a dude that could solve the Steelers box safety issue and their inside linebacker athleticism issue in one pick, Andrew Wilbar, in my opinion. And he's a guy who could go in that third round potentially uh, as well. It may even raise his stock a little bit more. Um, He's kind of my DeMarvian overshone uh, of this class. Um, You know, former safety that can play some linebacker that can move back to safety that I really wanted the Steelers to kind of look at. Um, he's a he's a guy that that I'm really watching. So uh, with that being said, um, Andrew, do you have a draft crush yet in this process? And if so, who is it? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I really like James Williams, too. Um, I'm not yeah. going to steal that from you, though. Um, it's always scary with those safety linebacker hybrids because there's not that many that have worked out. But at the same time, like, man, it. it he he just catches your attention. I I, I tell you what. Um, yeah. If we're talking about guys specifically from the Senior Bowl, I would have to say Quinion Mitchell is my draft crush. Uh, I, I'm I'm trying to stay. I, I considered him my guy when I put him in the first round of the mock. Now people are like, mm. well, he's gonna go first round. <laughs> so now I've got I've got to stay ahead of the game and say he's the number yes. one corner in this draft and could be a top fifteen pick. So yes. I, I'm going to stay on that bandwagon because I really do love his game. I think he's his future CB1 in the NFL. It's I know he's only at Toledo, uh, but he's played so well. There's His tape was practically flawless. And, yeah, I, I really like him. Usually after the combine is when I develop my true draft crushes, when I get all the numbers. Yep. Uh, and also if we get to go, hopefully Jeremy and I will be able to go this year and we can maybe uh, interact with some of them. You get a different perspective there as well. Sure. Um, but I would I would say for now, Quinian Mitchell is. I really like Fuaga, uh, and a yeah. non-combine guy we've talked about before, Van Pran. I mentioned most of the draft crushes before, but Mitchell just secured everything that I thought about him this week. He's he's yeah. he's legit. Well, hey, let's let's do this. Let's let's do our our darndest here, Andrew, to try to get Quinion Mitchell on the Steelers Fix podcast yes. for one of our prospect interviews, uh, like we've done the last few years. We're gonna try to bring those back again uh, here very shortly. So stay tuned to the Steelers Fix. That could be coming your way sooner rather than later. Uh, Andrew, we're going to need to hit free agency here soon on this show as well because yep. that's going to be upon us before you know it. Um, and then, obviously, we'll recap the Super Bowl next week after it's over, and and uh, we'll stay on tap uh, with all the Steelers' news and notes. Uh, Andrew, anything coming up that uh, the listeners need to know about that you've got on the website or uh, podcast appearances, anything co- going on for you? 
I've got my top 10 players at each position in the draft, my initial top 10 that's going to be coming out um, at some point, may be out by the time this uh, podcast is published. Uh, we also have the big board coming out, the quarterback big board. I'm going to be working on that, uh, and that should be coming out uh, for you within the next couple days as well. Uh, we have all the work in for it. I just have to submit it. And uh, we're going to be going to the next position on the big board. I have to look and even see what the next one is. But we're going to be working on that. And hopefully we'll have that done this upcoming weekend. And uh, we're just going to be sticking with that. We'll take a break, maybe a week break for free agency. But between down the draft, about one position a week, you're going to be getting something new on the big board. And that's how you're going to become familiarized with the top prospects in this draft. Fantastic stuff, as always, from Andrew Wilbar. I'm working on my free agency wish list. It's going to be broken down into two articles. I'm going to go defense and offense and kind of break down a little bit of more players uh, that way. Working on the defensive side of the ball right now, and that will be coming out sometime this week as well. So stay tuned to the Steel Curtain Network. Stay tuned to the Steelers Fix. We'll be back next week for you. Don't go... Uh, anywhere far because the steel curtain network we've got everything pittsburgh steelers everything off season for you uh, right here and uh, we look forward to sharing it with you all for andrew wilbar i'm jeremy betts we'll talk to you next time on the steelers Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.